You're listening to a Centro Church podcast. While we're at it, while we're at it, can we just stand and just give glory to God just from the outset tonight? Can we just give Him a massive shout of praise? Come on, He deserves all the honour, all the glory. He's the reason why we're meeting tonight. And He's a good God, isn't He? He's a great God. Hey, you can be seated. It's my absolute honour and privilege to be sharing the Word tonight. I want to thank all of your pastors, Pastor Brett, Pastor Tim and Kat, Pastor Giono and Dina for having me at their youth camp. And I'm just excited for what God's about to do in the youth um, of Centro Church. Who believes that, that God's about to move in them? Um, God's about to do something big and I feel like God's going to break chains. He's also going to see, I just feel the word leadership over this youth camp. People are going to realise the leadership that lies over their life, teenagers, and you're going you're gonna to start to step into who God's called you to be. But who knows that God wants to move right here, right now. God isn't just the God who wants to move at youth camps. He's the God who wants to move right here, right now, at church, on a Sunday, during the 5pm. Even if it storms outside, we're going to give Him all the praise, all the honour, all the glory, and we're going to open up His Word. Is that cool? Brilliant. Fantastic. I'm the backup Pastor Dan then, I guess, aren't I? (laughs) He told me beforehand, so it was good, but... Yes, and the funny thing was, I didn't actually, when you were telling me, I remember this random day, a pastor, Dan Russell from CY Youth, started following me on Instagram, and I'm like, that's random? (laughs) And now I know why. (laughs) So there you go. Um, Are we ready for tonight? I believe Holy Spirit wants to move. The title of tonight's message, if you're taking notes, is, Hey, Holy Spirit. By the way, um, yeah, I come from Highway Church, which is on the Gold Coast there, and, um, and we just, I've been, me and my wife have been youth pastors there for the last few years together, which has been great. Actually, just this year, we've started being youth pastors together, and then I was youth pastor for four years before that, and um, just so excited to see what God's doing in the youth of this generation and what He's about to do in your young people. So, Hey Holy Spirit is the message title. If you're you're taking, if you have your Bible with you, open up to John 14, verse 16. And it says this, it says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, and I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. Now, I love that word advocate because that translates into one who comes alongside us. Who's thankful that we don't serve a God who's far off or distant or too far to be connected with, but we serve a God who comes alongside us in this journey called life? Who's thankful for the Holy Spirit? Who's thankful that He comes alongside us and He guides us and He directs us and He gives us vision and hope for the future? See, I've been on a little bit of a journey lately to rediscover more of who the Holy Spirit is. Who understands that you can be in church for a lifetime and still not have experienced everything there is in God? Who knows that the Holy Spirit always wants to do more in and through us than we could believe possible? And so I've been going to God and I've been asking Him, Holy Spirit, just I want to get to know you better. I want to start to get to work with you more. I want to see what you see more. I want to feel what you feel more. I want to, I want to rise to the capacity that you want me to live in. And in that, in that way of life, I've been finding that the Holy Spirit is extremely frustrating to live with at times, just to be honest. You see, the Holy Spirit is the one who comes alongside. And I want to remind us today that when He comes alongside us, it's to hold us accountable to our call from God. And, and sometimes that can be a little bit frustrating for us. Growing up, I had a younger sister named Sarah, and, and she would always love to play Biggest Loser because she was, I don't know, it's a random game. Um, but she loved to play that, and she loved to play Michelle Bridges. You know, remember Michelle Bridges? If you watched it, you remember. She was like, 
fantasize, like, I want to be a personal trainer just like Michelle. But to play the game, she needed a contestant. I was a little bit chubbier back then. I hadn't had my growth spurt yet. But anyway, I was the contestant. And literally, I would, she would be like, we're going to play this game. You're going to do laps of the neighbourhood. So I'd be like doing laps of the neighbourhood. And my sister, Sarah, would be like right beside me going, you've got more. Go faster. Go faster. And so I'd just be doing laps. I would go on the trampoline. She'd be like, you have to do three front flips in a row, two back flips in a row. And like literally was just all the time on me. Exercise, exercise, exercise. Stop. Have some water. Now exercise. Great. I would go to have a shower and I'd be like chilling out and then she'd be like knocking the door. Don't forget your calf raises. I'll be like, holy moly. She was persistent, like work those calves. Anyway, my sister was persistent in being this personal trainer. She wanted to be alongside me throughout the journey. And sometimes it was frustrating. But in the same way, Holy Spirit can train us and direct us. And sometimes it's frustrating to our human nature. Sometimes our growth doesn't want to push past our comfort zone. But the Holy Spirit comes alongside and says, no, you've got more in you. Hey, you need to take a break here. You don't, you don't need to go. You, you can't keep on going. You need to stop. And we don't like being told what to do, but we serve a God of relationship. And we serve a God who comes alongside. See, He'll hold you accountable for fulfilling your call. The Holy Spirit, and He is in this room, friend. He will hold you accountable to fulfilling your call. He's the breath you need in seasons of exhaustion. He's the counsellor you can call on any time of the day. He's the comforter in the storms that surround you, the peace that goes beyond your understanding. He's the strength that you didn't know that you had. He's the King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, and He is here tonight. And His name is the Holy Spirit. See, one day, Peter and John, the apostles in the Bible, they're walking to church. They say they're walking to the temple. And as I was reading that recently, Holy Spirit spoke to me and He challenged me. And I hope if I, if I uncover what He challenged me with, it would help us tonight in our journey toward Christ. And we're going to pick up the story. Pentecost has happened. They've been baptized by the Spirit and they're walking to church to pray. And then God shows up and the Holy Spirit says, stop. Are you ready? Acts 3, 1 to 10. It says, One day Peter and John were going to the temple at the time of prayer at three in the afternoon. Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful. He was in an ugly situation, but a beautiful place, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight at him, as did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have. See, it doesn't matter what you have in life. It doesn't matter what you have in earthly things. It doesn't matter how much finances you have. God wants to work through you. But what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up and instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. What a sight. Then all the people saw him walking and praising God. They recognised him as the same man who used to sit, at the, at, sit begging at the temple gate called Beautiful. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. Can I pray? Dear Lord, I thank you for your word tonight. 
Lord, I pray that you, would, that you would speak to us. Holy Spirit, we just welcome you into this atmosphere. God, speak as only you can speak into every situation. God, let every person who hears my voice bring divine words to them, God. Father God, I pray that you would open up this atmosphere and pour out your spirit on us. That, Father God, we would have healed minds, whole bodies, and, and sure hearts as we, as we walk out. In your holy name, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Do you have somebody in your life that breaks stuff? Like maybe it's your teenager who tried to drive your car. Maybe it's your husband who, you know, whatever they've done around the house has just become broken. Do you have somebody? Maybe you're sitting next to them. You can look at them right now. There is no shame. There is no guilt. But we all have somebody, can we agree, who breaks things around the house? And you know it. If, if you don't know that person, that person's probably you, just to let you know. That person in my life growing up was my brother, my dear brother, Jacob. Now, Jacob growing up, he was a tinkerer. Do we have any people who just like to pull things apart? Jacob would go around to the house and he would find a stereo. He would sit there for literally hours before like YouTube and stuff. And he would just pull apart the stereo, the family stereo. That was like the main source of stereo sound and music. And, and he would pull it apart. And then he would try to get them more bass or he would try to make it louder. He would try, and then he would forget how to put it back together. Jacob would pull apart our PlayStation, our shared items too. So one day I get home and Jacob's pull apart our PlayStation 2. And he, again, he was unable to put it back together. Jacob, in fact, broke my first bone. It wasn't just items that he broke. He actually broke my first, as a result of a trampoline accident, broke my arm, thanks to Jacob. He also broke the rules. One day he was put in charge of my younger cousin and I don't know if it was a smart move, but they put him in charge of Jordan and my auntie went out. Jacob and Jordan found the pool chlorine, I do not recommend this, and some lighters. And they started something they called fire running, where they would run with the chlorine and light, like literally a flame, into the pool before it burnt them. And my auntie gets home to find burnt clothes hanging out of the wheelie bin and a whole heap of videos to prove it. Jacob, he broke things. See, people who break things can be quite annoying. But I've realised in my experience with the Holy Spirit, which is very limited, that He likes to break things in my life all the time. He likes to break my routines. And that's my first point is, hey, Holy Spirit, break my routine. See, lately I've been praying this, hey, Holy Spirit, you have the right to break my routine of church. That Sundays, I'm not just going to go to church. I'm not just going to walk out the same. But Holy Spirit, you're going to break my routine of what I know. Verse 2, it says, Now a man who was lame from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. That's called routine. And yet when Peter and John saw them, they're about to enter, he asked them for money. You see, this is a moment where this man in the story is, is just fulfilling the pattern and routine of his life. He had an everyday type of struggle. I wonder if there's any people in the room who have an e everyday type of struggle today. He was placed in the same spot. He was placed around the same people. He had the same condition. If not, it grew worse. He asked for the same thing. And yet on this particular day, the Holy Spirit disrupts the routine of Peter and John and says, Stop. But it wasn't just the routine of Peter and John that was disrupted by the Holy Spirit. It was also the routine of this man who laid on the mat. 
The reality is, church, we need to get ready and get set for Holy Spirit to start to disrupt our routines of life. Am I preaching to anybody? That, that we need to allow Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, I think I know best, but I'm giving you the knowledge that I think I have so that you can fulfill your powerful works through me. Holy Spirit, I'm not just going to show up to a service and try to work out what time I need to leave before I can connect with somebody so I can get out quicker on a Sunday, but you can actually have my routine of church and I'm willing to praise you as long as I can. I'm willing to worship you as long as I can. I'm willing to receive something from you that I will not be confined by the routines of my life. See, we need to listen for the lost church. See, Peter and John would have walked past this man many times. It was temple. They're going to the temple to pray. In fact, many believers would have walked past this man on their way to church day after day after day after day, but divine disruption happened. When was the last time you allowed divine disruption to occur in your life? When was the last time? How many times have we missed the call of divine disruption and now in, in our inability to break routine have traded natural for super, have traded the supernatural for natural. How many times have we heard the cry, thought somebody else is going to get that? Somebody, God, you can do something through somebody else, but I'm just going to keep on going as a result of our routine. See, I believe God wants to raise up a church who isn't confined by the routines that surround our life. We're great at routines. We know we have apps to track our routine. We have pickup times. We have meetings to get to. We understand that church. But when God says, stop, listen, interact, what, what's, our, what's our answer to them? Divine disruption. My second prayer of late has been, hey, Holy Spirit, break my heart. And that's an easy one to say. And it's a hard one to live sometimes. In a world where we see so much pain and suffering and we can get so used to living in a world of grief. You see, we often say, you know, we're gonna get people saved. And, but people aren't, people aren't waiting to go to hell someday. People live in hell today. We do realise that. Like people are living in hell today. And, they're, and they're, they don't have a separate, they have separation from God today. They don't have a hope for the future. They don't have an answer to their prayer. They don't have a future or a vision for their life. They're living, breathing in hell today. And we would do well as a church to ask Holy Spirit to break our hearts daily for those people. See, notice Peter's reaction. He says, Peter looked straight at him. So the man cries out, and Peter stops and looks. See, there would have been many people there that day begging, but the Holy Spirit said to stop for this man. See, we can't fulfill every, we can't solve every problem, but we do have to stop in obedience when the Holy Spirit tells us to. And so he looks at the man on the map and he says, Hey, look at me. Look at me. What's he done? Peter's made the man a human. He's not just walked past the, uh, past the person, he's interacted with them. And he says, hey, look at me, look at me. Take your eyes off of, off of that ankle height vision, look up to me. You see, that's all we're called to do, church. Holy Spirit, break my heart. See, I've been praying this prayer and I've been, I've been praying, God, would you just break my heart for teenagers? Would you break my heart for families? It's a funny prayer to pray, but church, we need to pray it. We need it. 
Come on, we've just been singing about revival, but revival doesn't happen through people who don't have broken hearts for their communities, for people who are happy to sit in church and not go out with the message of, and, the, and, the, and the message and the power of the Holy Spirit within them. You want to know what breaks God's heart? Suicide rates break God's heart. Mental health breaks God, God's heart. Families that are being torn apart, that breaks God's heart. People who don't know who they are, who have lost their identity in the world, that breaks God's heart. You know what? And we can go, hey, Holy Spirit, break my heart for a cause. I'll devote my life to it. See, I love that saying, find a hill and die on it. That meant I'm going to find a hill and I'm going to give my life to it for God. And I'm going to die on that hill and see God move through me on that hill. I'm going to ask God, hey, would you break my heart for the teenagers of this generation? I'm going to devote my heart to that. Because God wants to work in us and through us. He does not work around us. See, if Peter and John don't stop, that man stays lame. If you don't stop, there are people in your life that will feel the results of your inability to receive and be obedient to God. We need to acknowledge the pain in our world. Students, acknowledge the pain in your school. People in university, acknowledge the pain that you hear about in your university. Your workplace, acknowledge the pain that you hear your colleagues talking about day after day. Acknowledge it. Look it in the face. Make their problems personal and come and bring the faith and the power of God. Come and bring, I don't have much, I don't, have, I don't have silver, I don't have gold, I don't know it all, I don't have all the degrees, but what I do have, Peter said, I will give you in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And as the church, that's all, that's all we need to learn. In the name of Jesus, get up and walk. In the name of Jesus, you will be healed. In the name of Jesus, there is hope for your life. There is a future for you. There is, there is nothing that can stand against you. There's nothing that can overcome you because of the name that is above every other name. My, my third prayer has been, hey, Holy Spirit, break my temple mentality. You see, a few months ago, I was in a church service just like this, and someone came up to me who was preaching that night, and they just started to pray, and they prayed a prayer that God would break my heart again for the generations. To be honest, I was really stressed at this stage because, you know, life happens. I had a youth camp coming up myself, and I'm just like, I've got to get stuff. I've got to get so much things, God. I've got to, you know, do this and do that. I'm feeling tired. And then what happened in that moment when that man prayed that prayer, I went over, and I just cried, to be honest. I cried and I cried and I cried. I don't usually cry that much. But I cried so much because the Holy Spirit was doing something in my heart. And there was a part of me that says, get up. You've got to get ready. You've got to, you've got to get stuff done. But there's another part of me that says, just lay down and let it happen. And sometimes we just need to learn to, you know, allow God to do what only He can do. Sometimes we just need to allow God, just throwing out the routine, God, I'm going to allow you to break my heart here because I needed it. And you know what? As I got up that night, I walked around with more energy I had before, with more energy after the service and before the service. I had more vision for that camp. I, I come into that camp and I felt like God had empowered me to do something more because I allowed Him to break my heart. And it sounds different. It's like, how does, how does that work when he's breaking your heart? You'll be, it's a wonderful thing what passion can do. It's a wonderful thing what, what those feelings of you know, desire to see God move in and through you can do to your life. 
but He needs to break our, holy, our, our temple mentality. So then Peter said, silver or gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you in Jesus' Name. Taking Him by the right hand, which represents the authority of God. Whenever we see the right hand, the authority, He gave Him the authority of God. Taking Him by the right hand, He helped Him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. He jumped to his feet and began to walk. Then he went with them into the temple courts, walking and jumping and praising God. See, we have a lot of beautiful churches, but people are at the gate. In this story, the man was literally at the beautiful gate that was renowned around the city. He was at the gate that that everybody knew about. Josephus says that it was one of the most beautiful gates in this city. And yet he's there and the church is inside the building. See, when we have a temple mentality, we think that the Holy Spirit can only work in here. When really Holy Spirit wants to break out of here and into the surrounding community. That really the Holy Spirit wants to, wants to be used in you to go into your school, to go into your university, to go into your workplace and be used for the goodness of God. See, when we, we carry, we've chained the power of God to a building. Not, not by any fault. We just have. As human, mankind, we've got into the routine of doing church and God's saying, let me out. I'm ready to be moved in you. I'm ready to work through you. I'm ready to do something new. The church has chained the power of God to a day when the power of God was supposed to flow throughout our week. 1 Corinthians 3.16, don't you yourselves know that you are God's temple and that God's Spirit dwells in you? That's what Paul says. Don't you know that God, that you're God's temple? See, there ain't no, there's not a temple anymore. We are the temple. I'm not saying coming together is important. I'm not, please get me, don't get me wrong. Coming together is so important. Sundays are important. They're important for this, celebration. Notice the man came celebrating what God had done. What would it look like for our world, for this church to be filled with people celebrating that you chose to move in their life during the week? Instead of waiting till Sunday when they can respond to God, you bring God into their life on the Monday, on the Tuesday, on the Wednesday, on the Thursday. Don't you yourselves know that you're the temple? See, how does Peter go from denying Christ to declaring Him? He goes through that denial. I don't know that man. I don't know that man. I don't know that man. Nothing to do with him. To in Jesus' name, get up and walk. How does that happen? How does that transition happen? It happens through the power of the Holy Spirit. Acts 1.8, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That means just about everywhere at that time. See, when you receive the Holy Spirit, there's a boldness that comes upon you that is unshakable. When you receive the Holy Spirit, there's a power that comes upon your life that is immovable, church. You've got it within you. You may, you may say, I'm not that type of person. I'm not that type of, you know, anagram or whatever it is. But guess what? Holy Spirit is. He's the type of person who wants to move in you. He's the type of person who wants to reach out to that person in a conversation and say, hey, you've got some hope. Let me pray for you. You've got, you've got, you've got more in you. You're not going to quit yet. You're not going to stop yet. There's more for your life than what you see right now. 
He's the type of person that'll walk with you through the valley so that you can declare His name from the mountaintop. You see, the same Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. The same Spirit. If He is for us, what can be against us? If He is working in you and through you and to you, hey, Holy Spirit, break out in this place. Hey, Holy Spirit, break our routines. Hey, Holy Spirit, break our hearts and break our temple mentality. This is a place to celebrate what God does during the week. This is a place to lift His praise up. This is a place to lift His Name up together in the same room. But this is not the place where it stops. This is the place where that starts. This is the place where God fills you with hope, where He fills you with vision, where He fills you with with direction for what you need to do when you need to do it so that we can go into our world bringing heaven to earth. When we allow the Holy Spirit's power outside these doors, people come in praising God. The man came in and guess what? Everyone recognised it. It's amazing what momentum can be achieved when everybody starts recognising, hey, that person had an encounter with those Christians and now their life has changed. Hey, that person had an encounter with you in your workplace and now their life has changed. Can I come along too? Can I get on this with you, with you too? Can I, can I know this God too? The lame man came with them because the Holy Spirit broke out of them. How are we? Are we keeping Holy Spirit here? Or are we releasing Holy Spirit to do whatever He wants? It's a little bit uncomfortable. Breaking routines, breaking mentalities, breaking our hearts, but breaking out all the same. You see, a few years ago, I was busy and an event was coming up and I'm rushing around church. And I had a meeting I had to get to and I was already running a few minutes late. So I texted the person saying, I'm, I'm on my way. And... I was getting to, into my car. I walked straight out the building of this church, of our church, Ormo there. And this is like my beautiful gate moment. I walked straight past this guy who was sitting there. He had no shoes, no shirt, looked terrible. And I just about to get into my car. I'm in the car park and I see him. And God says, stop. To be honest, there was a part of me that said I needed to get to a meeting. Yet this man was sitting at the door of our church. There was a part of me that said, oh, but God, I've got, you know, this is important. And God said, no, no, stop. And in that moment, I had a decision to make. And so I walked up to this man and I, I started talking with this man. And, and what happened was, as I, I, as I started talking to him, I realised he was still high off some drugs and was going in and out of consciousness. And so I sat there with him. I gave him some food. This lasted for about three hours. Until we got to this moment where I asked if he had anywhere to stay. He said, nah, he didn't have anywhere to stay. So this actually turned into like a three-day process of me trying to get this guy into into, um, rehab. And it's pretty difficult at that stage to get into rehab. And so I'm going around driving all around this city and he's spewing up in the back of my car. This one moment turned into a three-day process and I'm praying, God, help me get this guy, like help me get, his, get him help, you know? And my heart started to break for him. And he ended up getting to the rehab. He ended up, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what happened, but I got talking with his mum. His mum was actually a Christian. And I remember her words were, thank you so much. I've been praying that he would meet somebody who would see past the facade, who would see past where he's at, and help him to where he's going. I remember in that moment, God said, I remember God just, I'm being, I was really thankful to God, say, thank you, God. 
Thank you, God, for not letting me get into my car that day, for not letting me keep my routine, for not letting me not break my heart. Thank you, Lord, for breaking my routine, breaking my heart and breaking my temple mentality. See, this man was literally at the doorstep of our church. I don't know where he is right now, but I know that I was obedient to the Holy Spirit's voice. You see, I know people who are addicted to drugs. Most of us wouldn't. I know people really, really well who I haven't had contact with for years because of their addiction to this. And I would hope that there would be people, believers who are willing to stop for them. I would hope that there would be people and believers in their world who would be willing for the Holy Spirit to break their routine, even when it's uncomfortable to break their heart for them, even when they don't look the part, even when it may be a little bit of outgoingness that you have to step out and you know do something that you're not used to doing. I would hope that the church would walk and be bold in that moment. See, there are people that are relying on us, the church, to rise up. There's a lot of people laying outside the church. Will you break your routine for them? There's a lot of people laying outside these walls in this community of Ipswich that are just waiting for you to be obedient to the voice of God. That's all it is. It's not about, you know, supernatural mega moments. It's just about saying yes. And the journey begins. Yes, and God starts to do the rest. Yes, God, I'll do this even if it's uncomfortable. Yes, God, I'll start to be used by you. Yes, God, I'll, I'll go outside of my comfort zone. Why? Because I've allowed you to break my routine. I've allowed you to break my heart. And I'll allow you right now to break my temple mentality. Zechariah 4 verse 6, Not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. By my Spirit. I think the Spirit of God wants to do something in this atmosphere. I think maybe tonight, people in this room, you need to break your routine. I'm going to allow the Holy Spirit just right now, if you need to break your routine, you're going to know that in your heart. Maybe tonight, some people need to break your heart. You need, to, you need to get your heart broken again for a cause that you've let dry up, that you've been so used to doing the routines of church that that heart you had for people, the heart you had for the homeless, the heart you had for the children, whatever it was that God says, I want to break your heart again. Maybe it's the temple mentality. I believe Holy Spirit wants to work in this moment. So I'll get everyone to stand up. See, my prayer right now is that, hey, Holy Spirit, would you break out in this place? I know it's Sunday night, but let's not, let's, there is more that God wants to do in this atmosphere right now. Do we believe that? That God actually would choose to encounter us right now and that He would choose to meet with us right now in power, that He would choose to meet with us right now and break through the things that the walls that we've put up. But it's going to require something from us. I believe that every physical action results in spiritual reaction. That what I do here on earth results in spiritual reaction. That's why when we pray, physically speak out, spiritual reaction occurs and God starts to move. Because we're positioning our hearts aligned with His. And so in this atmosphere, we're about to sing a song. But I wonder if there's people who just want to respond and say, hey, I want my heart broken right now. Maybe you just need to say, hey, I want to break my routine right now. I don't want to get caught in the routine of everybody else, but I want God to do what only He can do through me then. If that is you, as we start to sing, would you do one thing? Would you position yourself down the front? Take a physical step that's, that results in spiritual reaction. Take a physical step, depending, it doesn't matter how uncomfortable it is, 
Doesn't matter what people are looking around. Just say, hey, that's me. I've gotten used to the routines. I've gotten used. My heart's not broken as much as I want it to be. My heart's not in tune with the Holy Spirit as much as I want it to be. Would you come down the front right now as we start to sing? I'm gonna, we're going to sing for a song. And then if that is you, come down the front. And I'd love to pray just all together. There doesn't need to be eyes looking around. We're going to all worship together anyway. But if that is you, I believe there's people in this room who need to respond right now. And you can come down. You can come down wherever you're at. Doesn't matter how long. Thank you for listening to this podcast.